This is the Thursday, August 5th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We got you covered with a variety of action with football returning tonight. So sit back in and out in less than 10 minutes like we do every weekday. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. And Tyler, congratulations. We made it. We made it through the offseason. Football is back. It feels good. It feels right. Uh, it's been a, obviously a difficult difficult 24-plus months, but to have football back, some semblance of normalcy. I'm jacked up, even if it is a Hall of Fame game in early August NFL preseason. Yeah, so we got the Steelers. little line movement as well. Pittsburgh mm. looking like a minus two. A pretty consensus right now against Dallas. Low total. It's come down a little bit even more. 32 and a half. I'm on Pitt here. Not By no means my favorite play in the world. But I do like Pitt. I trust Josh Dobbs in the second half. Danucci was pretty terrible last year. Obviously, he's not the only quarterback that's going to get run. No starters. No Dak. No Big Ben expected tonight. Obviously, a low-scoring game with the total. But I'll, I'll lay the short number. Uh, something to keep in mind, there are no key numbers in the overtime, uh, in, in preseason because they don't really go to overtime. So, like, one is kind of the key number, not three. But it's it's went from one and a half to two. I'll, I'll still lay the two. Yeah, I will uh, chase the steam, so to speak, with the Steelers there. When it comes to preseason football, especially early in the year when you, you don't really know the names of the players who are going to be playing, guys who aren't going to be on NFL rosters in a few weeks, I trust coaching staffs because – these staffs are the ones working with these players and they're the ones who get to influence the type of production you'll see from third, fourth stringers, undrafted free agents, that type of thing. And Mike Tomlin and his coaching staff, I trust way more than Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff. So I also kind of trust the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers player personnel development and and player personnel department a little bit more than, than Dallas's. If this was, you know, the starters, obviously Dallas has some top notch talent and I would, you know, reconsider this. But when I, have little knowledge of who is going to be on the field affecting play, I'll lean into coaching staffs to get the most out of those players that will be playing. And I trust Mike Tomlin and his staff way more than Mike McCarthy. So uh, Joe Fortenbaugh has some great uh, trends and numbers on Tomlin in the preseason, unders in the preseason in the Hall of Fame game specifically that I'm going to chase. But uh, if picking a side here, I, I think the Steelers are a, 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 in a coin flip type of game. The Steelers are a staff I trust more. I agree. Uh, basically, with the early game, so to speak, uh, I just trust the team that's more buttoned up. And yeah. uh, Mike Tomlin is way ahead of Mike McCarthy in that regard, so I'll trust him. We got some two-and-a-halves popping up there so as well, so mm. this line is on the move. Any baseball for the people? Yeah, my uh, St. Louis Cardinals um, trying to get back into the uh, NL Central race. It's been ugly playing the Atlanta Braves this first two games of the series. They made the moves to bolster their rotation at the trade deadline for John Lester and Jay Happ. And that has um, not gone well so far. Um, I, I think you want to play the Braves first five uh, run line. I think you want to play the Braves on the money line in this game as they look for a sweep against the Redbirds. I think they will get it. Tuki Toussaint is the starter for the uh, Braves, a right-hander with really good stuff and underlying metrics a 3.25 Sierra, a 28.2% K rate gets ground balls more than 52% of the time, which is obviously good. And, Wade LeBlanc is another, again, old, dusty starter uh, that Mike Schilt has to use in his rotation, who uh, I think will get hammered by um, a Braves lineup that is really good against a left-handed pitching, especially since they've added guys like Jorge Soler and Duvall to that lineup. Now you have Ozzie Albies, Soler, Austin, or, uh, Riley, Swanson, 
guys who can crush left-handed pitching. Even Freddie Freeman as a lefty is someone who crushes um, left-handed pitching. LeBlanc has allowed a 377 Woba to right-handed hitters. So I think the uh, uh, Braves complete the sweep. I think they jump out to an early lead with that starting um, advantage that they have with Toussaint versus LeBlanc, and I think they close it out and complete the sweep against the Cardinals. All right, good stuff. I'm going to head back to the Olympics. If you've been following or tailing any of the uh, best bets, we've been on a roll. I got there with the uh, the bronze medal game way over. Two and a half, got there 23 minutes into the game. That was my best bet yesterday in the show. I even said I had some alternate overs, four, five, and six. And we got there, seven goals. Um, so I'm going to Sweden in regulations like minus 110. It is tough because Canada plays a lot of lockdown defense. We're talking about the gold medal game, by the way, in women's soccer. It's tough because they play lockdown defense and really just kind of play for the penalty kicks as soon as the ball is... As soon as the game has started. I mean, that's how it went with the U.S. I, I just think Sweden's so much more potent, has some legit players. They pop off the screen. I noticed that when they played the Americans in the opener, and I have some futures on them, plus 550 and 6-1, to one, and I think they take care of business in regulation. So I'll go Sweden minus 110 in regulation. Yeah, uh, you say we have had a good week on best bets. Uh, it's really you and Joe carrying my dead, <laughs> lifeless corpse to a it good happens. record. Three but, games, uh, yeah, you know. come on. I will show up to the uh, presentation and take the uh, A on the report card, despite my limited contributions. Um, this weekend, since I won't be on the podcast this weekend or on Friday, I will give a heads up for a play I like in UFC. You and Joe can discuss maybe a little bit further on Friday's podcast. Um, but I like Michael Chiesa as a very small, small underdog against Vicente Luque. Um, I think uh, Luque is plus or minus 120, but uh, a three-round fight is not a, a title fight. Uh, Chiesa, an accomplished wrestler, very good wrestler. And um, according to my uh, guy and uh, who, who I uh, trust for mixed martial arts and UFC, Luke is going to be very, very aggressive trying to come at uh, Chiesa and, and get an early knockout, kind of be super aggressive. And that will play into Chiesa's wrestling advantage where he can counter, get him to the mat, submit him possibly, or just kind of grind him out with control for a, a three-round fight and win on the judges' scorecard. So I like Chiesa, even money, um, versus Vincent Luque. Um, so uh, he's very small, small underdog, but I think maybe he should be favored in this one. There's some value betting the underdog in that one. Nice. And I have one more Olympic play. It's the consolation round in water polo. Don't love it. Just a little, little piece because you never understand when the uh, guys get bounced to that fifth through eighth place sort of bracket, the loser's bracket, if you want to call it that, after losing the quarterfinals. But I do like Croatia minus one and a half against Montenegro. Montenegro just doesn't have the horses. I don't think their goalie plays that strong. My best bet the other night was uh, Serbia taken down. Um, the, the the group of death, basically. So Hungary advanced from the other group, and then the other three teams, two through four, all advanced. Or excuse me, one through three, all advanced. And uh, I just think they're that much stronger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Croatia here. I think they've come uh, more battle-tested coming out of their group, and I like them against Montenegro. Uh, minus one and a half. So uh, that, that'll do the uh, Olympic portion of the show. I, I really want to finish strong here with the Olympics wrapping up this weekend. Anything else out of you? Or are we good to go? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say again, since I'm not going to be here this weekend, uh, my time of fading Team USA on the hardwood has come <laughs> to an end. I will uh, don my red, white, and blue, hang my or fly my American flag, and, and back them emotionally and with my wallet after – Yet again, they've shown that spurtability that is uh, world-class on the uh, NBA hardwood. They started slow again against uh, Australia, but then just a massive second-half run and uh, that run at the end of the second quarter to make things tight. Uh, so even against fr and the France, they might have that um, 
they, they might have that uh, loss against France early in the uh, um, Olympic play on their mind. So a little bit of extra motivation to um, embarrass France even further after France got them early in these Olympics. So my time of fading Team USA worked early in exhibition play and early in the uh, Olympics, but it has not been fruitful the rest of the way. So I'm jumping off that train. Okay, so uh, we really should have been just doing the the first halves because you were on it. It just, mm-hmm. you know, over 40 minutes, the spurtability that you mentioned <laughs> is what separated the USA, and they get it done. And a great play by Nicholas Batum at the end. Oh, France yeah. hangs on. So Batum with the SWAT defensively. Slovenia finally loses with Luka in the lineup. They were 17-0, 17-1, so we do get the rematch like you alluded to, France and the U.S. for the gold medal. All right, that's going to do it for us, Tyler. You enjoy your weekend i'll see you later for the show but then you're off on friday and then we are dark for quite some time but we do have the uh podcast every day so check us out on the pod especially on days we don't have the tv show but we'll see you back tonight at six eastern on espn too 